This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, welcome. There we go. Uh, hopefully you can hear me. Can you hear me, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, all good. Excellent. I was just putting in a little chat uh, on the YouTube uh, chat that right, you're having right. some technical issues over at that little pod HQ. Yeah, no, it was a bit of a nightmare. Hopefully every time I point, every time I put my microphone in, um, it seems to knock out my camera. Oh, there we go. So... Can't hear you, Mick. Can't hear you, Mickey. Do apologise, ladies and gents. Uh, yeah, there we go. Do apologise. Um, we are back. But, hey, it's live. These things happen. So, um, yeah, tonight you've got a couple of uh, special videos beforehand. So, um, yeah, I do um, I do uh, apologise. But, hello, I'm here. And, um, and Stephen's there. And the, As they uh, say, it's live. Anything can happen. It can. And also, um, above us is um, is George Savile, still behind bars. Uh, hopefully, he'll uh, he'll get a game soon. So, um, yeah, we've obviously missed a lot of the chat. So let's just jump in there. Send them the P forty five. You're late. I do apologise, David. Um, so the front ones are just evening, 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 evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris, that sounds a, a truly riveting game. Um, Stephen Jones, evening. Oh, nice, throw me under the bus. Thank you very much. Good morning to Tony. Um, hopefully it's a lovely sunny day there. It's fucking pissing down the rain here. Um, morning, lads. I'll try and behave tonight. No, that's a lie. You won't. Um, and is Stephen in shorts? I think... Um, Yes, I am in shorts. We are. Uh, Ken, in the words of Eminem, is in my basement. No, he's at England tonight. Um, he, uh, unfortunately, he had to go to England to get his points because he goes away with England. So, um, yeah, lovely way the uh, the FA work. Um, you've got to go to the shit games to be able to go to the away games. So, uh, yeah, nothing um, nothing unusual there, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, Stephen, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just just about to say Australia should have just um, should have just scored there. They had a really good opportunity. Um, 
yeah, it's um, I'm all right. I'm all right. I will say, I will say before we go on with the show, all of this talk about Stephen Schultz and taking pictures of me and stalking me at the last game, not one of you come up and said anything to me. Not one. I don't know if we've lost Mickey again. Uh, no, he's silent. Just Mike. I said, um, are you um, are you calling everyone a bottler then? Well, even Mike, who sits in front of me, who was the one who first started calling me out, he didn't even turn up to the game. So, uh, oh, <laughs> so yeah. You see, no, you've just outed him. If he watches this with his missus or something, mate, and he told her he went to football, you've just outed him. Uh, he's, so, I can see I mean, he's commenting. So, yeah, no. I'm, no, I know I'm, that, but he weren't <laughs> at the game. But he could be sitting there watching it on the telly with his missus. And now you just said he could have told her he went out on the lash last weekend and went for a dirty weekend in Brighton or somewhere, and you just doubted him. So, yeah. Well. That's not nice, is it? It's, it's too late now. Yeah, no, it is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what have you been up to then, young Stephen? Anything uh, exciting? No, just playing a little bit of football. Uh, I hate the international breaks. I just... It's just one of those, isn't it, where you, especially like tonight, England are playing, but it's a friendly, so it doesn't really sort of feel the same. Yeah, I always want to see England do well. I always want to see England do well in anything they do. But other than that, just really waiting for proper football to come back. What about you? Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not a... I don't mind watching England occasionally, but a lot of the time I can't be asked of it because it's just... the Especially when it's friendlies, these are just... Um, games, what they, you know, they just play for, you know, for nothing really. They, they, you know, Gareth will just set the team up how he wants it to play, you know, just so he can test it. Um, maybe a couple of new players in, but other than that, nothing major. So, yeah, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, it's throwing the book at him. So, yeah, Stephen, I apologise for the shorts thing last week. I wasn't there, but your shorts are the dog's bollocks. Oh, there you go. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, first things first, I suppose. Um, we have got a post on Twitter that, um, there is a chance you've got this weekend, but there is a chance to nominate us for a, a an FSA award, even though the FSA, yeah, and yeah, I'm not going to go on to anything what's happening currently in, um, in, in the news and everything else because it will just get us into trouble and we will get band and everything else so we'll we leave that we'll just have a uh a, a real world avoidance for the next hour and a half two hours we've got some questions um and we got some we've got a show coming up what we need your help with yeah also um i don't know what your thoughts are on this mickey but are we gonna do a giveaway for next thursday or am uh, I now just yeah, throwing no. you under the bus even no, further? Throwing you under the bus. You just throwing me under the bus. <laughs> I was going to do something on Sunday, but no, we can do something. Um, yeah, I'll think of a question in a minute, and then um, and then we we'll go. But it'll be it'll be on this show, and we we'll close it off on we we'll close Sunday. it off on Tuesday, probably, okay. because then that gives people who watch it or listen to it on a podcast it gives them an option to be able to get in. So. Um, we do mm-hmm. we, we do a question probably on we do a question on Twitter and then basically you answer that or do something on there and then and then we we'll go from there. So keep an eye over our Twitter over today or later. Um, we might tell you what the question is, but it'll be on Twitter. So don't answer it until it's on Twitter. There we go. We got um, we got two tickets. What we're going to give away for 
um, the Legends evening next Thursday, next Wednesday at the Den. Wait, next Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday, I think. It's Wednesday the 18th. I thought it was Thursday the 19th. It might be Thursday the 19th. Shall I have a look? I'll do it, I'll do it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let's let's start off. I've got a question. I was reading um talking about pubs last week. Do you remember the Samford near Horsham Street? Horsham Street end, Mickey. The Stanford near Horsham Street end, Mickey. I I've got no idea what that boozer is. In Bermondsey, is that Ken? I've got no idea. And um, just, I just checked. It is next Thursday. Definitely, is, okay, definitely next so, Thursday. Okay, so it's Thursday. So yeah. So um, yeah. I was um, I was reading the new. Have you? I don't know if you've read it, Stephen. But the um, the new Dem Plus. Their um, their stories behind the paywall, but not really a paywall. It, it's it's not like the athletic and all that. Oh shit! We got a woman. There's a woman referee. Didn't know that. Um, and um, yeah. Basically, they have. A bit more in-depth stuff from what they do on News at Den. Um, and there was a, an article on there this week talking about Jed. And it's quite an interesting take on it to a degree um, about, you know, that we pretty much miss someone of Jed's ability um, on the right-hand side. Good evening, Alex. Um So I'm just looking at the comments as well then. So, yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, it's just saying we're missing the thingy. So um, I've written down a question. Um, so, yeah, so basically it's, my question is based on that article. If you haven't seen it, have a look at it. Um, it's at News at Den, and then you can see it's News at Den Plus. I think it's only about 20, 30 pence if you want to read it or whatever. But, yeah, um, or you can just contribute, and then you can read as many as you want. So, um, yeah, there's no issues there. Um, so. On the Jedi and the lack of goals from that side this season, which we haven't, have we? From the right hand side, we don't really have any any goals from that side, do we? Um, this season, no. since he's since he's gone to a degree, um, we've got a number of players who played on that side who are not obviously right wingers. So, do you think really that the key area to strengthen in January is someone to play off um, Norton Cuffey, giving him someone you know like a, a right winger? to combine with, which might actually bring the best out of him. You know, mm. like a Wallace-type player, a quick, wide player in front of him. Um, I pers- he seems to have to do a lot of it himself, doesn't he? And he just hasn't got that level yet. I personally would love us to play with wingers, but I don't... Rowett doesn't want to. When you play the five-back, unless you do... Unless you go down the five-two-three route, which leaves you with one striker, and then, you, you know, you've got... Yeah. Like it, I just don't see us really signing wide players. The only reason we signed Burke in January is because Ra- Ra- we would never have done that had the five at the back last year worked. It's only that he yeah, went to a yeah. four and he was shoving Voggy out there and Honeyman and other players in, in you know, round, what is it, uh, square peg or round old, round old square pegs, the saying I think it is. It's, yeah, because we've, we've basically, the, the whole... And I can see you going, we don't play wingers and all that no more. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is it something, good evening, Monica, is it something that we're missing? Because 
we've done all this five, but we don't have the players to be able to play in those positions. Yet that side we seem to be missing. But I would ask in, in, a, in on a question to that. Because the left are, we're okay on, aren't we? Are we though? I was going to say who, who on the, who's the who's the left? Who would you say is the left winger? Only when he gets an opportunity, it's only a Maku or Fleming shoved mm. out there. And I don't think I, I just to answer your question, would I sign winger a winger or two? Yes, hundred percent. And I I would change how we we approach things. But when you play with wing backs, Norton Cuffey defensively I, I i'm sure i don't know if the, the guys know but you, you asked me to to write a little piece up for him for an arsenal show and i said and i, I think this is a fair assumption norton cuffey gives us a lot more going forward defensively a little bit iffy and i think he tries to do a little bit too much on the ball but he's brought in for his attacking uh, his attacking play for him to make runs you know and, and support the forwards something that mcnamara didn't do but again, I think Danny defensively is a better option than than Norton Cuffey. But besides the point, your wing backs are supposed to be delivering goals and assists. That's what they're in the team to do. Joe Bryan, I thought, scored an absolutely cracking goal um, against Hull. The, the, the second goal for us was absolutely brilliant, and that's what you're looking for from wing backs. Until yeah. Rowett decides to either go back to the system that we went to last year, or a different manager comes in. I, I think we're going to be, it is going to be Norton Cuffey or nothing down the right hand side. I, I understand where the article is coming from and I understand what the guys are trying to say that we're missing a creative player out. But wide. we are though, aren't we? Oh, we are, but we're not going to get it. I That's mean, the problem. No, I understand. I mean, there was, where is it? Someone, someone raised an interesting point. Um, where are we? Uh, yeah, there. Reggie boy. Jed Wallace used to grab the game by the scuff and make things happen on his own. That's what we really miss. Fleming has rarely done that. But can you oh, imagine? Yeah, I agree. Could you imagine, right, if we had if we had a player like, as much as we turned around and said Jed too, but if we had a player now like Jed playing on that right side, how much it would probably open up the rest of the team, like Nesbitt, Fleming, etc. We would, we would... Well, we'd definitely score goals. Well, let, let's put it this way. If we had Jed Wallace in our team last year, we'd have been promoted. And I I, I, I I, know people will say, you know, might have differences in opinions, but in the games towards the back end of the year, Jed Wallace would have found a way to get us a goal when we needed one, when we needed one at Hull, we needed one at Wigan, we needed one against Birmingham at home. I'm not saying he'd have done it every single game, but he would have found a way it, when other players were struggling. Like that guy said, he used to grab the game by the scuff of the neck. That was last year. This year, again, I, I, obviously, if, if you've got a player like Jed Wallace in the team, and, and the other thing as well, and you, you touched on it just, just then, I think... Jed was a good player for us. He obviously was he, a maverick type. Um, we, we looked for him for some inspiration. I mean, one season under him, I think we, it, was, it was Jed Wallace FC. Because if he didn't play, we didn't do anything. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think we need to, I think as much as it's, you know, you reminisce, and, and I, as I said earlier, Fleming and Wallace in the same team last year would have got us promoted. But I think we do need to be looking elsewhere 
but a player like Jed, a, a winger, someone who's willing to be brave on the ball. Dunkel, there was a comment that someone posted about on our budget, the closest thing we've got to Jed Wallace is Duncan Watmore. And I can kind of see where that guy's coming from because Duncan Watmore tries to pick the ball up and run at defenders. He tries to make things happen. I just, this might be controversial. I just don't think he has the, the ability that Jed had. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right there. Um, I like the way that people are calling him the honey badger. I take it that's honey more. Yeah, that one there. That's it. That was the comment. I, 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 I can understand that. And I think the goal or the, the, the Plymouth game where mm. the couple of times, oh, before the, the goal, before Fleming's goal, the couple of times that we really looked dangerous, Duncan Watmore, the ball at his feet and he was taking people on and he, he found a way to find a shot on goal twice. You see, that's that's an interesting bit there. The wingers don't exist there. I mean, obviously, I know that Daly Millwall, uh, Gaza, and um, and the other David, I think, you are are an older generation. But I don't think we have wingers like we used to now. Oh no! Our, and, and our players I'm... now are a bit more showy, aren't they? Then the the, the the players coming through now are a lot more showy than what, and not oh. really. I don't know. Really I would argue well. wingers wingers aren't wingers anymore, and there's there's not many proper centre forwards in, in world football. And if all you have to look at is in at the top level, and I'm not I'm coming away from it a little bit, it is hard to name more than six or seven strikers in in world football that are that are considered world class. Now, if you think about twenty years ago, you could name every team had one really, or two you look at you know people talk about man united needing the striker they couldn't they, they ended up with a young the young lad who they bought hoyland or whatever his name is because there isn't proper strikers out there and i think it's right with wingers i think someone said the other day on social media that fo football's changed um over the last 30 years and it's about um playing pretty football and keeping the ball and stats and I think that's right. And I think wingers, natural wide players and natural strikers are kind of, you know, not being phased out, but people don't want that anymore. They want these, they want you to centre-halves who can play football. They want your, you know, they want your one-twos on the edge of the box and silky pass it into the back of the net. And we're not a club that will ever be that way, I don't think. No, I'll get that. I agree with you there. I mean, Gaz has probably hit it on the, on the, on the head there. I think... Because there isn't necessarily a massive, um, a massive bowl of strikers and wingers, that now there's a lot more utility players, isn't there? Oh, I mean, I hate, I hate it. Whenever we sign anyone, the first thing that the, the news at Den or the Millwall website or whatever, whoever breaks it, always says the versatile. Joe Bloggs or the, uh, you know, Joe Bloggs can play in this position, this position, this position, because that's what, every, that's what managers want. They want players that can do everything, but you don't ever get a true, you know, an out and out winger, an out and out striker because they're asked to play in all different positions. Mm. And that comment managers expect forwards and wingers to defend these days. I, I agree. It, you, again, going back to top, top-level football, but Harry Kane. How many times do you see Harry Kane sitting in his own half trying to ping a pass 60, 70 yards because he's, 
Southgate encourages that and wants him to do it. So if we had this discussion the other day about, you know, is the are England dictating to clubs what system they're playing because they want everyone to be able to play the same kind of way. I'm not saying that that happens, but other managers look at that and go, well, my centre forward might be able to drop back into, onto the halfway line and play a ball over the top or my wingers need to be coming back and helping. And just as we all, that was... Very close, wasn't it? That was close, yeah, that was... That was really, that caught my attention there. That was great defending from Lewis Dung. That should have been 1-0 though to Australia for no, the people it. not watching. But yeah, no, it, it. It, it, football football is a completely different game nowadays. And whilst I still believe and want us to have a couple of wingers, uh, you know, maybe a bigger striker up front, I think the sooner we realise that we're probably not going to get that and and try and adapt to um, understanding that football has changed, I think the better. Don't lose it completely, but there's no way, no manager will ever come into Millwall unless they're, you know, Neil Harris reincarnated and try and go big man, little man up front. It's just not going to happen. No, I get that. I get that. Um, David, uh, I'm 31 now, my birthday. Well, happy birthday for yesterday, mate. But yeah, you're still older than Stephen. So Stephen... No. No, he's Is not. he younger than you? Yeah, uh, I'm 32. Oh, Thanks, well, you're older. You're older than Omar, <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's not as old as me, but you're older than Omar, so yeah. Um, so yeah, let's have a look in there. Um, Kane was always back defending corners. Uh, Kane can actually pick out a 30 yard pass and give it to the players' feet. Totally agree there. Oh yeah, SA's he can. That's not well for England the other day. Yeah, I'll come on to essay. I'm not disputing that Kane can. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. He's very good at it, and he, you know, he's got that kind of quarterback style about him that can pick a pass. But what my point is is that in big games where you want your number ten to be in the box trying to score goals, there's no there's no point of him being on the halfway line, is there? It's just it's it's just not going to. No, I, I, football football's football's changed, and you look at you know. You look at the, the all the big teams now; they've all got one up front. Hardly any of them have two up front, and if any in the top divisions, and it's just a completely different game. All so again, Rome. So again, right? It's like let's let's have let's have a little bit of that conversation we were having the other day. We were saying the other day that the way England's playing now, as in the main team, they play a certain style of football. Mm-hmm. And is that style of football, again, for those in the crowd, we're coming to a question that David raised in a minute as well. Um, but is it is it the fact that now the youth development teams all the way down are being instructed by the FA? Because you can see something coming from them to be able to form a system so that they can fit into the main England team as such. But is there a, a directive of playing kids a certain way, training kids to play a certain way. And is that why there isn't really many um, things? Because it's not just England that plays that way. There, there's quite a few nations now, the bigger nations, what play that way, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just, again, coming away from Mill, but it's still a, a, a point that, that applies to us. If you If you name the top, top nations, all of them, they all have one striker. Argentina, it's um, Alvarez. Messi doesn't play up front. Messi has a free role. He can do whatever he likes. 
Brazil, again, I know they struggle with their forwards, but they, they played Richarlison on his own through the middle and it's all flair attacking players in and around him. England, Harry Kane, France, Mbappe. I know Giroud, you could argue that they were one team that do have a little bit a little bit more about them. Spain, I, could, I couldn't tell you who the national the striker for Spain is, but, but they only play with one. So I think it's... I'm not saying that... I've, I've, this might come across as I am, but I'm not saying this just, you know, to try and cause controversy, but Pep Guardiola has so much to answer for in in the way that football's changed because he... He has single-handedly, he took Barcelona to the highest of highs, playing really nice football and, and, and pretty passes and Messi scoring goals for Fan Suarez, Neymar and all of that. And everyone's looking to play that style of football. They all want their centre-halves to be able to play football now. They all want, it's all possession stats and it's all about, you know, how many passes are we making? How long, how, how much of the ball are we seeing, you know? Have we got players that can turn on the ball in the middle and, and, and shift it left and right, which is what... Gary Rower is trying to do with us. He is trying to make Jake Cooper play football. He's trying to make Murray Wallace play football. He's trying to make midfielders in the middle. That's why Alan Campbell's playing. He wants Alan Campbell to pick the ball up, turn and be able to play a pass. It's just not quite working out. And I think that's come, that's all people always, you know, spoke about Jose Mourinho and his defensive tactics and this, that and the other, which was fine. But Guardiola to me has got a lot to answer for because everybody wants to play Everybody wants to play pretty football and not everyone's good enough to do it. I can't answer this because, you know, we said the other show that I'm not fantastic on it, but maybe you can. Do you agree with um, the Daily Mill there that the false nine is the biggest crap in modern football? Yeah. Again, the false nine, Harry Kane is a prime example of a false nine. Someone who drops deeper to rather than actually... You know, you start as a you start further forward, and then you end up dropping deeper again. It, these these technical terms, false nine, you know, and attacking midfielders and and, and things like that. Football is just a completely different game. It's a completely different game, and unfortunately, um, so why can't we play Brian and Norton Cuppy as wing backs? But and if Brian bombs forward and Norton Cuppy tucks in, we go to a back four in position, only sit as a five out of position. See, in theory, Alex, that that there is spot on. If one goes, the other one should sit. But what tends to happen is they both go, and then one of you 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 would then be reliant on one of your midfielders dropping in and, and trying to help out. But again, that doesn't always happen. Uh, I can see, I really can see what Robert's trying to do with it. With if you, if Joe Bryan is on form and Norton Cuffey's on form, we have two wing backs that can really create a lot of opportunities for us. The problem is, is that Bryan isn't the quickest. He's not slow, but he's not the quickest. So getting back takes a bit longer. And Norton Cuffey's defensive sort of um, awareness and his tactical side, I think, needs working on. Which then means you're left with Jake Cooper, Murray Wallace, whoever, just stuck. What you know with players attacking them? Yeah, I can see what Rowett's doing. Norton Cuffey was a really good signing, and Brian is a really good signing. I, I said a couple of weeks ago I wasn't sure on him, but the last couple of games has been really, really good. But he wants his wing backs attacking. He doesn't want them defending. The problem is, it just leaves the guys at the back who are we good enough defensively? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I'll get that. I'll get that. England played four, two, three, one. Yeah, which is what Rowett wanted to switch to last year. But the difference is when you're England, you can pick James Madison, you can pick Jack Grealish, you can pick, I don't know, 
uh, who else is playing tonight? Ollie Watkins, you've got Bellingham on the bench. With us, you're picking, you know, I don't want to sort of really dig anyone out, but you, you, you're, you're picking players that are just not suited. to. to it's also suit- that we play players out of position. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we do. And that's... That's that and that's even there. that's even so much as in you know I know you've raised the comments but even with Danny Mac, we expect Danny Mac to be playing in a position he doesn't play in or he's not not you know they've tried to change him but again you know there's no point you know if you're a striker you ain't going to play in goal are you do you know what I mean sometimes it's about using the players to the strengths rather than trying to get them to play in a position what doesn't work and I and I know the cliche about you know, like Thierry Henry, et cetera, and other players over the years where they weren't actually the player where they played, but they performed to the highest of their game in, in that position, what the manager saw. But it's just, I don't know, with a, with a setup like what we've got, do we have the expertise and coaches to be able to help train that player? I mean, you know, realistically, if you think about it, if you're trying to get um, Danny Mack to be a right winger for such, you know, a right um, a right fielded attacking player or a, a, a defensive attacker, so whatever they're trying to do with him, who realistically have we got in the coaching staff to be able to teach him to do that? I, I get that. I, I think. Danny, it's a really hard one with Danny McNamara because he is a right back. He's not a wing back. We all know it. Hundred percent. We all know it. But in Rowett's system and in mm. Rowett's team, he wants a wing back. And unfortunately, Danny McNamara is, suffers because of that. When we go to the flat back four and ha- actually have a right back and a left back, McNamara is absolutely fine. I'd rather him play uh, over Norton Cuffey. I just think we get, or Rowett gets stuck and he ha- continuously gets stuck with knowing um, we probably don't have the players to play the system that he wants, but he's going to play it anyway. And that's the problem. Yeah, no, I think you're right, lads. Have you noticed? We have for you. Yeah, no, there's a. Have you got? No, sir. I've, 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 I filtered that there. And again, is that is this? Because we're not just the only ones. There's a lot of injuries going across the board. But is it purely because of the fact that we're expecting more out of players than what they're used to or what they're capable of? Because I mean. With the fact that they now have to track back a hell of a lot of the time, you know, for you know, if you look at some of ours, we're running right the way up the other end of the goal, and then we're running right away back to our end, and then we're back up there again and back. So I mean, I'd hate to think what what mileage they're doing or kilometers they're doing per game or meters, whatever they work out. But is that why we're getting injured? Because we're playing to uh, an enhanced level on the pitch every week. And then basically the training is is hard. I don't know. I think the tra- the facilities at the training ground are clearly an issue. That's that you know they would be they wouldn't be trying to um, build a new one if it wasn't an issue. Um, and I maintain, and we've spoke about this as a group so many times. 
it is harder to play football without the ball than it is with it because you're constantly chasing and chasing and running and, and, and moving. You know, you're asking Duncan Watmore, who's who's not had the best record with injuries, to be running after the ball for 70 minutes. It can't be good for his body, his legs, his knees, ankles or whatever. And I, I think it's a combination. The training ground facilities are not good enough. We're asking our players to go for, get through a lot of work every week. And I know I know what you're saying, Mickey. You know, they're paid athletes and they're 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 paid a lot of money to to play football. Yeah, but hang on, hang on. Before you uh, on that point, when I say they're paid athletes, I mean it's in their they're paid athletes and whatnot. But if you've got someone who let's let's take Danny Mac again, right? Because I don't like all the abuse they get, and and we can come onto the socials and all of that lot in a bit. But basically, take Danny Mac. Danny Mac is what mid twenties, early twenties, twenty three. So. Uh, so say say he got into football at ten, and throughout that period he's he's been told you're a defender, you're a right back, you're 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 in defence, right? Your your aim of the game, halfway line, defendable, right? That's it. That's that's where you go. And if you've been training and practicing running half the pitch and back, to then suddenly for the last season or two to be running the full pitch and back, that must put something on you. And I don't know if, you know, I mean, I'm 48. Okay, you know, I don't know. I'm 48, but I'm not necessarily going to be able to train to be an Olympic runner. But even a marathon runner is going to be, you know, is going to be hard work. And I just wonder how much of the players nowadays where they're trying to change them do find it hard, unless you have at the elite end of it where you will have nutritionists private you know private fitness coaches you know strength coaches agility coaches all of that sort of stuff at your you know I don't think for one minute that the guys at the top of the Premier League go in you know when they go to football training they go there and have their dinner and everything else there you know they're the sort of people who get home and they've got a private chef what will you know cook them their protein lunch and you know, this and that and iron and this and everything else, which is detailed for what they want to do. But Championship League One, etc., where the money isn't, those players are going to be pretty much stuck in the position they've been since they were at school, apart from the younger ones sort of coming up now. So the 17, 16, 17, 18-year-olds coming in, they've probably learned the system, what a lot of the Prem teams are going to be playing in, but the mixture of players, and we've got an old, we've got an older team. We've got what average of 27, 28. Mm. I just wonder if a lot of those players can't actually do what they're being asked to do. Because I don't uh, think I, I could. Let's, uh, the, the, the prime example, I think, is Sean Hutchinson. Sean Hutchinson is, without a doubt, probably, I, I, I can't, couldn't speak highly of him. Since, when, since he's been at the club, he's been superb for us captain leader everything i think he's been very very good but sean hutchinson grew up as a you know rock solid center half in newcastle probably absolutely lumping into forwards in in whatever you know the division you know the amateur levels in newcastle growing up really going in hard probably not having to play too much football if the ball comes to his feet he gets rid of it quickly or knocks it down the line or, or whatever 
he is now being asked what 15 years after possibly making his I don't know when he made his debut in, in first team football to play a style of football he would never even at Fulham I don't think at the time when he was at Fulham I don't think he would have been asked to play quite what what he's being asked to now and you're right I think there are a lot of players Jake Cooper's another one although I think Cooper has the benefit of being younger and being able to perhaps slot in around other players like Leonard and Harding who seem to be able to bail him out a little bit um our players are being asked to play a style of football that how many of them have been asked to play that style? Even Fleming, Zian Fleming at 23, 24, whatever he is, there is no way he was ever asked to play this style of football in Holland ever. No, I totally agree with you. And again, you know, it last year was probably a sort of a, uh, was a showing that when he was forced to let the players play more relaxed and how they wanted to play, that was when we started to perform. When they're playing under his strict regime, well, we say the strict regime, that's when the players look as if they just, they're not comfortable on the ball. Mm. Fucking Wembley. Sorry. The shot, on the, if you're watching the TV, the shot on the TV is showing the dark sky behind when they could have, you know... Um, I'm not going to continue. Go on. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a question there, but I don't think it will happen. Would you want, how would you want um, Chopper back as a forward coach? I don't think he would do it. And I, I don't know if it would be, it'll be a proper clash of personalities, I think between him and. and I, yeah. I, I don't see, I, I just can't see how, um, why, and why would Neil Harris want to, dropped down to be a coach right he's been first team manager yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I can't i can't see that but three weeks ha- three weeks on the trot by the way this case keeps saying if you need a striker for your team he's your guy so the problem is david is that for the for my team i'm the striker so um yeah i i can't i bring can't your, bring your boots david <laughs> can't drop myself mate so, um, yeah. Uh, Alex says, Hutch, Coops and Harding, though not a bad three. I, I'm, I don't get, I'm not saying it's a bad back three, but what I'm saying is is that, that take Harding aside, because I don't know enough about him uh, and how he's played over his career, but Jake Cooper and Sean Hutchinson throughout the majority of their career have never, ever, ever been footballing centre-halves and they've been asked to do it. And I think that's where... Um, that's where you're reliant on your wing backs to be to be comfortable on the ball and receiving the ball. You need your midfielders comfortable and receiving the ball because Cooper and Hutchinson ha- they have to get rid of it quickly. Yeah. I mean there's a couple there. Have they broken ground on the new training ground? No, because if they had, then we would have seen the pictures because obviously it would have been a big thing of probably I would say that it would either be um a, a leading councillor of um Seven Oaks or James Berylson or someone. Um, I just don't know if they've got the money because, I mean, you're looking realistic. I reckon that new ground's going to cost between 25 and, and what, 25 and maybe between 25 and 40 million to do. And um, I just, I, 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 it's not, it's not done yet, but yeah, um, we'll wait and see on that one. But, 
it's it's not done yet, but it needs to get done. Um, David has a valid point. Uh, we've only got a forty-five minute team, not a ninety-minute team. Our stamina is shit for Millwall. But again, though, it, I know it's really difficult. But did we look like a, a, a team that's only got forty-five minutes in the legs against Rotherham? And I know Rotherham were really, really poor, but we had the ball. We made them chase after the ball. We made we made them um, chase us and work hard. And when we had the ball, our players didn't look tired then. They didn't look like they were running out of energy. They looked like we we I know again it's Rotherham, you take it, you, you've got to understand that they're not the the, the best yeah, opposition in the league. But I'm that's because we had the ball. Yeah, exactly. And when we've got the ball, we're not necessarily having to run everywhere. And also I'm not being funny, but if we if we had a team of out of our listeners and we were winning against the team 3 0, we would have a smile on our face. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Once yeah. But you've got what... that cushion. You're gonna have a, you know, you'll have a smile on your back. So you know. But at I, West Brom, at West Brom at nil nil, our players looked like they'd they'd run the marathon twice over at the end of the game because for for sixty seventy minutes after missing the penalty, they chased the ball around. They were they, they were so. It's I don't think we've only got forty five minutes in our legs. It's the fact that the majority of the time, Raul will ask his players or he'll let the opposition have the ball. As soon as you let the opposition have the ball, you're putting your team under pressure instantly because you're asking them to use more energy, more stamina. And that's that's where our problem lies, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I just want to see who it is. So um, we'll look at that in a minute. We'll look at there in a second. But there's an interesting point here. Look, a lot of injuries happening down at Millwall. Someone needs to look at the sports scientist. Um Mr. Roberts, I don't know who Roberts is. I mean, I'll have a look. Have a, what's, what do you make on that point, though, um, uh, Stephen? Well, yeah, I think they need to uh, the sport, the the sports science, the you know, the everything, the facilities that we do seem to have a lot of injuries. But at the same time, I think Duncan Watmore, you just expect him to play a couple of games and then get injured. I think someone made a comment earlier with the way that our budget is, it was the same when we signed Mason Bennett. We signed good players, but they just have a bad injury record because, and that's why they come to us. Yes. Which is yeah. a shame. It's a shame, but that's just how it is. Yeah. I can't see anyone on there. The only person I can see on there, again, we'd have to look into him is the, the only one they've got listed on there is his head of performance and health. It's a geezer called Dave Carolan. Um, who they've got, and and someone who asked a question the other week. We have got a, we've got Mark Sale, who's the senior scout for Northern, and then we've got another Dan Maloon, who's uh, head of technical scouting, uh, and Paul Tanner, head of um, medical. But something's not, something's wrong. Why we're getting so many injuries, and they're all similar injuries. They're all quads or, I mean, okay, what was a knee or ankle, what it was the other day, was off that advertising order, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, he went, they said, though, didn't they? They quickly come out and said, oh, he went into the game with a knock to, yeah. try, and, to try and cover the fact that the advertising boards are not probably not in the best of positions. Uh, no. No, I just, on that point there, just before I go to the couple of, on there, I wonder if, if the training is being done hard. 
you know, and, and whether or not it's full on and whatnot, because they must be doing something for them to do, because I don't think the players are doing it at home. There must be something happening. Or are they not training, you know, is it more, you know, off the ball training? And then if you're playing on the ball training only on games, that's going to cause you a problem, isn't it? Because you, you're you're used to not playing with the ball. Well, I, I think it's telling. The telling fact is how many times do we see now Rao at making the players train at the ground? David's taking a piss. I'm tempted, um, to, give, I'm <laughs> to give David the ticket there, mate. I, I think, <laughs> no, 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 not a chance. <laughs> I like um, David. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I think it's telling that Gary Rowett wants the Mill to be training at, at the Den more than he than he's got him training at um at, at the at the current training ground. I I think I genuinely think the facilities at, at the training ground are are not very good, and that's part of the problem. I think that the training regime we'll never know. Look, there's rumours, isn't there, that Rowett works them really really hard and he makes them do double sessions and this that and the other or what. You know, it's, again, it's all it's all whispers. But at the end of the day, you know, ultimately they are they just they're just footballers. They're not their bodies are not indestructible. I just think that we need to perhaps be more um, diligent on what we do and how we do it before we um, before we maybe get on their backs a little bit too much. Personally. Oh, I totally agree with you. I think the problem is is that. I think we, I think, like what I said to you boys the other day, is I think we watch Millwall through rose-tinted glasses some days. I think we think some days we're Barcelona when we're a team being managed by Gary Rowett. And also I think that because of social media and everything else, it's all too easy to have. And I know that all our shows and, and stuff across social all based on reaction and everything else. And, you know, sometimes we can be... Um, we can be negative to a degree, but I just think that some of the abuse, what we give some of our, you know, some of our players is possibly a little bit um, over Matt. I don't, on that point, Alex, I don't think you'll ever see any heat maps from Gary Lineker because I just don't think there was a technology to be able to map them. And also, um, you know, you think about it, Gary, Gary Lineker took a shit on the pitch, mate. That would never, ever be now. Fuck me. He'd be, he'd be cancelled for that now. For the for the guys in the chat, and I'm gonna just what you something you just said there, Mickey, and I'll ask you as well. Um, when you said that um, we watch Millwall with rose tinted glasses, which I agree, sometimes I think that we do, but the whole game last week, and if any if everyone in the chat can comment on this, I want a rating out of ten for the first half. And a rating out of 10 for the second half. Oh, Mickey, go. Um, I think the first half we weren't great. Second half we were better. So, and not really all of the second half either. The reason I asked the question I is because... A five in the first and maybe a six, seven in the second. See, I would go way off that. I, I thought in the first half we were awful. I thought we were absolutely awful. We started first 10 minutes. Okay. Not we took the lead. That was all right up until, you know, again, 10 minutes, but overall first half was awful. I would go more along the lines of three and then eight personally in the second half. Mm. Um, I thought second half we played really, really well. And I know 
when you're comparing one half to the other, I, again, uh, it, it was chalk and cheese. But I think we should also look at the fact that in that second half, we played football how I would want Millwall teams to play at home. We did create chances. We did try and get on the front foot. We did have a little bit of fight, a little bit of, um, you know, that get up and at them attitude. And I, I just think, I, I, I don't always, I, I get the whole rose tinted glasses and I know it's only one half of football, but I do think that our players can, our players can really, play if they want to they just have to be allowed to i fucking hate the comments by the way but yeah let me just <laughs> i've just the fucking loads of comments coming because of you and i've lost where i wanted to go you see now bring back chopper as a manager no i don't think that's going to happen and i don't think he would i mean you know if if route went maybe but i don't know some days i think you don't want to tarnish the risk of your legacy and i think he's got a good legacy with us and i wouldn't want to see especially nowadays with the way people jump on people. I think, you know, he still needs a bit of respect and all that. See, look, someone else who agrees with me, mate, I've been saying this. I've been fucking banging my head on this for fucking so long. Um, I, I don't think Danny Pack is playing, one, in the position he wants to play, and two, how, how he plays. I think they're just, you know, you might as well put me in Danny Mac's position and I'd probably play the same way. Do you know what I mean? I ain't a fucking, I, I, I ain't a right, but I'll run around with a ball, but I fucking, I'll be better up front. No, I'll be better in goal probably, but yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I, it's nice to see someone, someone finally agreeing with me. So yeah, um, you can be on the bench, mate. Oh, me? Oh no, you. No, you be yeah. On the bench, yeah. He's definitely ain't getting the ticket now. And Mickey, for your team, when, when, when you do one, I'm your guy. Do you know what? We should probably do a fat club, shouldn't we? We should probably just get ourselves a team and just, you know, see what we can do for the crack of it. But yeah, uh, I've been to the training ground and nothing has been done yet. I'm tempted. My boy goes to school around now. I might, I might have a look. I don't know why, but David keeps repeating his messages. I don't know if, if that's intentional or, or not. Uh, Rother and mate, they're a league two team. Yep. Uh, Chris, the cushion, that cushion did no good against Blackburn. Yeah. Yeah, you said about about the three 0 cushion against Robert. Yeah. We didn't have yeah, it yeah. against. No, uh, the only thing they've done at the new training ground is that they have taken samples of the soil, and <laughs> the samples, and the samples are left on the side. Oh, nice. Um, I'll have to have a look at it. Maybe we go out there one day, Stephen. You don't live far from there, dear. Maybe we go up and have a look and do a video. <laughs> um, we seem to have swapped from a good first half and a bad second half to a good second half and a bad first half. I think you're not wrong there, mate. Um, and then where are we? Let's have a look. Uh, Fleming has come through the famous Ajax, Ajax system. Uh, what can Barrett or Robinson teach him? Yeah. Agree, 100%. 100%. Um, Gazza, I've given you loads of plugs for your fucking website, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you come out with that. He can have I mean? the tickets. He can have the ticket. That's a great comment. <laughs> fucking great comment, yeah. Mickey OT, don't know what that is. Soz, um, I could see teams coming f coming in for the ghost in Jan if he keeps playing well. Casper's the new Zeon Fleming. Yeah, I I agree with that. I don't know so, about the yeah. new Zeon Fleming, but he is very very good, very good. England have just scored, by the way. Hey! <laughs> 
Who is it? Uh, oh, uh, Ollie, Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Grealish drilled it across and he slid in back post. Problem is the sports scientist. I'm going to have to look at the sports scientist and see who he is. Poison in the soil. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Mickey, have you seen after the match when Rowett does his post-match, the players are running behind him straight after match? I have seen that. And they do run up, but that's all part of the warm down because yeah. when I do the... When I do the Remembrance Day and we go back in, should I be saying this bit on? Uh, I go back in to do something and then, um, yeah, I see him all running around because um, a couple of years ago when we played Derby on. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That day, um, one of the Navy guys was um, chasing Rooney around like um, he was a, a lost schoolgirl. Um it was it was embarrassing for and also Navy. we're not we're not the only team that does a cool down where they're running at the end of the game. No. If you watch any manager do their interviews like in the Championship League One, League Two, every club does it. So there we go. Look, pre season he had the teams. I I heard this as well. He, when we when they started playing pre season and the fans across social and whatnot were saying that the players looked tired, he he played them for two three weeks fucking hard, um, and they were fucked. Um, so yeah, uh, is it okay, mate, to give someone else my tickets? <laughs> yeah, you're not winning them, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony, Tony says two out of nine. Uh, Mr. Nate says four out of ten first, seven out of ten for second. Um, Cherry Louis says, I'm just so happy we have two away days in a week. His games are draining the fuck out of me. Yep. Hull tried to defend for 45 minutes in the second half. Mm. I'm not sure about that. Stephen, can you be on the bench? Give me 20 minutes. I'll score at least four goals and then you can come. Now, that's a challenge. What's the forfeit, Stephen? If he don't score four goals for your game, to be fair though, we only we don't. It's, it's only six aside. We don't play eleven aside. It's completely oh, different. Okay. So you know, but look, what I'm, I'm again, I might be throwing you under the bus here, Mickey, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, that Millwall podcast eleven in a charity game. Yeah, I'm up for that. Oh, mate, do you know what I would be up for? <laughs> Fuck it. Do you know what I mean? I. I <laughs> One minute, Stephen. Lions TV, Fat Dan. We challenge you to an 11 aside game. The Matt Millwall podcast 11 versus your 11. No ringers or we're loaded with ringers. But standard, your listeners, our listeners, in an 11 versus 11 for a charity that we both agree on. If you're up for it, let us know. What do you reckon, Stephen? The charity could really be the the Mill Food Hub 
keep it all keep it all Millwall related. But other than that, that's a great idea. Be a great idea. I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. In the comments, do you fancy playing in a game against a, a that Millwall podcast eleven versus the Lions TV eleven for charity? Um, I would post it out on Twitter, but he don't follow us, so he'll probably never know of it. So, Chris, I need you to send the challenge out, mate, when he's next doing a stream that, you know, I'll, I'll clip this and put it out on socials and then just forward it in and see whether or not he fancies it. But then we need some players, uh, and I'll be going through the black book, I think, of ex-players and see if we can get a couple of um, fans. No, 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 no ringers. We'll get, we'll get. We'll, we'll do it. I'll listen. I'll be a manager. Yeah, I'll be I'll... a manager with Chris. Yeah, because Chris, he can't play anymore, can right. he? Because of right. his knees. So I'll be a manager with Chris and we're, we're, we're thingy. So, yeah. Um, minus 10 first half, second half, 7.5. Uh, first half, different formation from the second half. First half, they played 4-2-3-1, which they never played it before. Um before the, yes, it's, I, it is the start I, of I, the problem. I agree 100% with that comment. And what pissed me off is it was exactly the same as last year. Alan Campbell was being played as a right-sided midfielder. He's not fit enough yet by his, well, his own admission to play in his actual position. So what makes it look like he's going to be able to play right mid? I, I do agree with that. They The formation wasn't the problem. It was the players he sent out to play it. That was the issue because we were playing four two three one all last year, so or most of last year after Rowick changed. So I don't think it was the formation; it was the players that he sent out to do it. Do you agree or disagree with that in the comments? Get yourself in there. Not chopper, no. Um, first half of four, as we always put a spurt on the first ten minutes, but second half I enjoyed it and gave it an eight, as I supposed I've been watching shit for a while. Yep. Uh, Mac is a defender, he loves to defend, not going forward. I agree with you. I've said this, I have said this time and time and time and time and time again. Danny Mac is a defender, play him as a defender, and he will fucking go through players. Don't fucking play him up front because that's not his game. And I've said this, and people fucking bang on and on and on, play him in defense, give him a run of 10 games. Because I think he is a confidence player. He's a young player, confident effects. Let him have a run of 10 games, playing on a defensive position, and you will see a different Danny Mac. I'm fucking telling you. I told you, mate, I'm fucking Danny Mac's fan club, mate. I don't give a fuck about anyone else. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know the geese. <laughs> I've, I've spoken to him. I spoke to him once in the car park when he pulled in one day. Um, and I think he... It, he looked for something and um, I saw him over something. I can't remember what, what I'd done. I, I retweeted or something he did. And I, I he's got, listeners, he's got Danny McNamara's number in his phone book. He speaks to him every oh, week. Obviously, I <laughs> I'll tell you now, because I'd get him on to, if we get this football game going, mate, I'd have him playing for me in defence. I'll fucking show Rowett how to play our players, mate. So that means, so yeah. Oh, that's not right. Maybe we should give the ticket to Millwall teams, you know what I mean? Because... He's just he's agreeing. He's agreeing with me. There, all these people are agreeing. The listen, I know the listeners tonight are pro Mickey. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm happy with that, mate. So yeah, fifty six minutes to score against the shackle, the shackle draggers. Yeah, but it is the reserve yeah. team, really, isn't it? Yeah, 
why would Harris want to come back? The way he was treated last few games, looting away, especially by the fans, was just wrong. Totally agree with you. That's why I said yeah. I don't think there's worth risk there. Um, a lot of the boys are going, I think. I think a few of the boys are going. Um, well, Ben Omar, is because it's about 10 minutes yeah. away from his house. Yeah, Ben's, <laughs> Ben's going because he's our northern correspondent. Um, and I think, I don't know if um, Dan is. Dan will probably go because he'll end up staying at, uh, he'll end up staying at um, Ben's house probably, but yeah. The thing that's done me in with Preston is the fact that they've put it on Sky. It's a twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the thing that's done me in. But yeah, yeah, fair play if you're going. Oh mate, David, mate, look, I'll score you, David. You're going to be our striker, mate. And if you're a dog shit, we're playing for pride here, mate. <laughs> and you, you, do you know what I mean? You best be, you best be good, mate, because um, you're giving it all the chat. You, if we get these games lined up, you're playing. We've got to find a, a team. So, yeah. Oh, look, there we go. Look, I'll be up for that. Defensive midfielder. We, we're, we're getting there, mate. We're definitely getting there. Dan would be in goal. Yeah, I'd love him to be on the on the thingy, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'd love him to be on the, um, both me, me a manager, him a manager. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be quite funny. I won't be playing, so, yeah. Um, if Mike is still in the chat, um, the guy who sits in front of me, he could ref it. <laughs> He's hey, a ref. He could ref it. Yeah, Mike. Mike, will you be the ref for the game? <laughs> Look at that. I'm in, Mickey. I'm your guy. I'll take that down. <laughs> um, you'll need defibrillators everywhere. No, I'm all right. I'm not playing. Um, I mean, look. <laughs> I'm up, Pete. <laughs> no ringers, mate. So if we right. do this, we... Are we looking that we just want standard? Yeah, we're 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 streaming. We're we're figuring out to stream it, Gaza. I'm telling you, we we're, we're figuring. I'll find a sponsor for the game who will pay, and we will get a professional team in with the drones and that. Do you know what I mean? Because they did. We found someone who did it for when we um when I done the Wonderwall Cup when we done the two games for the Wonderwall Cup. Um, we um we had this team were coming with some drones and footage and all that, and we, we yeah it was good. It was good. And they're not that expensive. I think they're about two grand or so. So, yeah, we'll find a sponsor for that, I'm sure. But everything on the day, whatever's raised on the day, goes to a charity. Um, I would, my suggestion would be I've got nothing against Lions Hub, but I always like kids' charities. So, the two yeah, Millwall yeah. charities to me would be the Lions Hub and Demelza. That would be my yeah. suggestion. Yeah. Um, I would say whatever we raise gets split straight down the middle. Uh, and and done. We probably wouldn't be able to do it until probably next year, probably towards the end of the season, maybe, and then we might be able to get the pitch, get the Millwall pitch as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe Millwall might give it to us, and I think if we're giving all the money to charity, mate. Um, 5am start. Evening, lads. Evening, Connor. A bit late, mate. Halfway through the party, but don't worry, we join late too. Um, yes, it will be streamed, 100%. There you go. Mike's in. There you go. We've got a ref. Yeah, so we've got a ref. Uh, I got you, Mickey. My feet doesn't talk in. All right, David playing like Danny Dyer in Mean Machine. <laughs> um, uh, I think we'll all be yeah. playing like Danny Dyer in Mean Machine. The way it's going, yeah, I reckon. I reckon that's right. I reckon it's basically people who people who listen. I don't care if you listen to both shows. That's fine, but you've got to just make a decision of who you want to represent. So, yeah. do you represent that Mill podcast? Or do you represent 
the um, or do you represent Lions TV? Um, and, and also, I, just and I would say Nick, but Nick doesn't really do the competitive stuff because we we tried to call him out on something before, didn't we? And he didn't really want to do it. Uh, and Mill Tube, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't really know if we're. I, I'm probably comparing like for like, but us and Dan probably because we do all the YouTube stuff and live. We're not as big as his channel, unfortunately, but we could do with more people subscribing in him. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, that's, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to also, also with that as well, just on the point of, again, we always talk about this. It doesn't matter who your favorite show is, whether it's us, whether it's Lions TV, whether it's Nick, whether it's uh, Mill TT, Mill Tube, whatever, whoever it is, whatever, that's absolutely fine. It's great that they're doing their content and we do ours. If you want to represent us, fantastic. If you want to represent Lions TV, fantastic. But at the end of the day, we have to win. So <laughs> I don't care who you want to back, who you want to support, we have to win. David, David, you can come on now if you want, mate. I'll send you a link now if you want it. You can come on now if you want, mate, if you think. But I'll hold it to that, that if we do the game and if you score three goals, then, yeah, we'll, we'll get you on the live show. Before, hold on a sec. Before before he comes on the show, you send him a link to come on the show, right? Yeah. Does that you... does David play football? Because oh, I only play six. I don't play 11 aside. There we go, Mike. He's in our pocket. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah definitely not clicking that bit but yeah i'll watch both but then i'm on that mill podcast team he's a, he's a greedy bastard yeah um fat dan must must have to play in his tight jeans so yeah um they're another podcast a mill podcast like us um not not as good not don't really know don't they're not really as good looking as us uh there is one bloke with a few others uh, he's not as good looking as us. Um, he doesn't know the history like us. And you don't have a fan on the board, ex-fan on the board on this show either. No. The highlight of that movie and podcast. And you don't have someone who's appeared on the anniversary cover of a programme wearing the original shirt from the first game we played at the Den either. What can I say? Do they, Stephen? They don't <laughs> no, do well, No, they don't. And they never will. I'm exclusive to to that mill pod. Yeah. Apart from yourselves, who do you vote for in the podcast? I'll tell you who I voted for. I voted for Apton Millwall and Drive Home with TT. And the reason I did that is I think it would be absolutely fucking fantastic for either one of us three to get in there because I think it would be great for a bit of recognition. Either one of us. I don't care. But it would be great if we could get us all, yeah. three of us, into the nominations to get into that final so that all three of us representing our shows get there that night because that would be that would be unreal. But again, it's the luck of the draw. I mean, it's only nominations. I don't know how they take the nominations, whether or not it's how many people have voted or whatever. And then when it goes to the final, it's down to the votes and all that. But listen, I think it's um, I think it would be great to have us act on Millwall and um, and uh, drive home with TT because I think it would be great to have uh, either one of us there because we'll all back each other. And also Absolutely. if all three of us got there, then, yeah. I mean, if we didn't get to the final but drive home with TT or act on, then we'd ask you all to vote for one of them because I think if, if a Millwall show wins 
out of everyone else, then it's good for us. Good for us as Millwall. So yeah. Uh, no, not any. No, no more, Steve. But talent don't go. He's thirty-one, mate. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, hopefully he's in the same shape as um as what you call it. So yeah, Dan has got Sharon um, sharing them on the show later. Has he really? Wow. Mickey, do the deal first. Then I'll come um, to you. See, the thing is, I don't know if I don't know if Chris is full of shit or not. He, he, I've got no idea. I don't watch the other one, so yeah. Uh, Mickey, do the deal first, and I'll come with you, sweet. Um, I've got glass ankles, but I can <laughs> cheerlead with the best of them. So um, yeah, that sounds that sounds quite tempting. We're um, we could have our own Palace Babes, whatever they're called, and they cheerleaders there, isn't it? So um, yeah, this is a weird path. This um, this is taken because I never expected that we would suddenly have a call out um, on uh, a Millwall podcast eleven versus Alliance TV. Um, so yeah, cool man. Um, yeah, don't worry. We we've got some interviews hopefully coming up. So uh, yeah, but that's good. Um, Hopefully he did his research and um, and it's a good interview. Where are we? What would your start? There we go. Then. All right, go on in. Um, what would your start in 11 be for Preston? A bit early for that, but you can start getting them in. If you want to get them in, get them in. Why not just kill the, um, kill the thingies, kill the chat. Let's do it. Uh, uh, it's you guys for the podcast like these, Dan for the live streams and the Daily Millwall Dude for the impressions, comedy and stats. It's bollocks. He only has a few hundred stops. Uh, Acton is the boss. I'll pretty much go, <laughs> uh, I'd go with that to a degree. So you're, saying our, so you're saying our live streams are shit then, born free, die free. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. Yeah, no, that's okay. We, we understand that. So, yeah, we're not going to think you, mate. So, yeah. I'm the George Savile of Peckham. Okay. Um, yeah, Daily, Daily Millwall, he's been knocking out daily podcast, daily things on YouTube for ages. So, look, if you're, if you're on YouTube now, just look for Daily Millwall, subscribe to him, and let's just get his numbers up a bit, mate. Listen, if, if, if Lions TV can get over 20,000 subs and Millwall's got about 23,000, 24,000 subs, there's loads of you out there, yet... Us and Daily Real Wall and a few others, what you know, do 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 what they do for nothing. Just, the, the easiest option you can do, mate, is just give a subscription. Just give them a sub, um, and that will just you know it'll make his day. If we could suddenly get you know Daily Real Wall to double his subs by next week, he'd be over the moon, mate. He'd, he'd love it. Um, <laughs> Just smoke weed, so just give me 20 minutes. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry like that. 20 minutes to score three goals. Yeah, right, I'll do that, yeah. Um, thanks for the pucker shout-out again, Mickey. Uh, Danny, New Zealand. No worries, mate. Um, glad for you. Yeah, guys, so basically what, what Daily Mill does is he gets, like, the daily news stuff, um, stuff what's gone on and all that, and he just basically talks about it. Uh, there's no visuals. It's just... Um, it's just normal stuff. Um, I'll tell you what, as well, on that, 
I can just if he wants to go and prove it, he can put it in the chat. I've just subscribed to it. So if I can do it, then then let's get a few more people subscribed. He's gonna come back, he's gonna come back in a minute and go, actually, Mick, you're not subscribed to me. And I'm like, oh (laughs) fuck. Uh, I did a bit for Dan once, but you lot are way better. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh match live streams didn't know you do. We don't do them. Um because we we talked about this and we just think that if we were to do them, we'd want to do them um, different to what's out there. And it would be, um, it would just be, it would be different and we don't do them. So yeah, we, but if you watch a lot of the stuff we do, um, what's it called? What's this channel called by the way? Is it the daily Millwall? Millwall. The daily, daily Millwall. The daily Millwall. Yeah. I'm just checking that. If I haven't subscribed already, I haven't. Um, the yeah, other... We just make sure that we do stuff different. We try not to to copy other people. Um, who are you? You could say is is a is a bit of a copy. Um, I haven't subscribed either. I have now. I've just done it. The other um, thing on that with the with the match live streams as well is that the major most of us, the majority of us, are actually at games, so it's really hard to get signal in the ground. Well, it's not even that. Like, if I'm at the ground and watching the game, it's like, I don't, do you know what I mean? You're looking at your phone, it's, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just wouldn't work for me personally. Okay. Um, By the way, I've been posting up Millwall players' photos on X for people to use. Yeah. Millwall history at MFC history files. Yeah, guys, we need to have a meetup at some point, mate, because um, I've got I've got a few channels what are going to be doing um, potentially on history stuff in conjunction with uh, the Mill Museum boys to help give them um, more exposure uh, and stuff. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to have a chat, maybe because. Um, yeah, you've got MSC history files. I've got me all history. So, yeah, I've had them for years, to be fair. Uh, it was a show I was going to be doing a few years ago, and then, unfortunately, uh, things changed. Uh, I've spoken to both Nick and TT, both nice, nice fellas with excellent content. No no um, disagreement there from us, mate. And we're different. That's the thing. Nick does his. He does his match commentary, and then, obviously, a little bit of a chat afterwards. We do pre-record chats we do you know maybe interviews or we do different things to him and we do different stuff to tt uh and we do these lives which are different again to to other people we tried just to be um tried to be different so yeah um the daily mill is quality youtube channel been watching it since day one um so yeah well i've just followed you as well the daily mill i didn't realize that we weren't subscribed so We've uh, we've just subscribed, and you're about four hundred and one now. I think four hundred and two. So it's going up. It's I weird have also, on the phone, surrounded by fans. I don't like it. Yeah, go on. I have also just tweeted out. Uh, I've just followed the at MFC history files. Uh, I've just tweeted out on my own Twitter page. They have seven followers. Seven followers. Uh, I don't know how long we're going to be doing this, Mickey. I mean, I'm happy to carry on for however long really you want to do it. But Another half hour or so, yeah. If we Who's can... that? What, Millwall, Millwall, Millwall FC? MFC History. MFC History Files on Twitter or yeah. X, shall we say. They yeah. currently have seven followers. If by the end of the stream, if we can get that at least, what, 
over 20. Try and get over 20 uh, to start them off a little bit. So, um, yeah, if we can... We can get that going, guys. That'd be great. If you've never listened, I know I've banged on it, but I don't know how many of you listened to me before. If you haven't, and and Gaza will put put it in the comments in a minute, his website in a minute. Gaza has spent years and years of scrolling through websites, his own records, everything, because there are quite a few websites what keep a lot of data. But he is he has accumulated so much Millwall one stop history so fair if you're new to Millwall you want to double check stuff you want to go through ex-players ex-managers what did we you know what was the game in 1968 when we played X look on there and he's got everything on there um and literally it's a one-stop we use it we use it to double check stuff and everything else so Mm -hmm. it is a it's a it's a cracking um it's a cracking site so yeah definitely have a look at that and um, and also, I will give you a uh, Twitter post when I come off here in a bit, and uh, and I'll get you some more followers as well, Gaza, because um, people will follow you. So yeah, don't worry. Uh, you wouldn't enjoy the game if you're commentating as well, would you? Not really. No. Uh, and I don't no, agree I with. I mean, I take pictures and videos and stuff at um, at games of of certain bits purely because there's a lot of fans overseas. So because of what we are. They'd like to see some of the goals if you can go, but you've got to be careful because of embargoes and getting strike downs and stuff like that. But I take pictures there. But again, I, I don't like these vloggers where they're sitting there with the camera in their face, doing it all, videoing everyone around you and all that. I just, it's not my thing. So yeah, it's it, it's not. Don't mind going to the game and when you walk into the game with all the chanting and that, that's good. So yeah, uh, get Benjamin Bloom as a ringer. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he could be a lino, Ben. He could be the match commentator, couldn't he? He could be doing it live. <laughs> he could be the live one, yeah. So, yeah, no, don't worry, mate. No no dramas at all. Uh, Josh Brusky just joined. Thoughts on Preston North End, first game back after the international break. It's too fucking early, and it's on the sky. And Paul Chewy-Louis is leaving at 5am in the morning to go out there for the half 12 kickoff. So, um, yeah. Well, why don't you tell us, uh, what what do you think's gonna? What's your thoughts on the Preston game, fella? So yeah. So lads, uh, we have got to half term. Half term. So lads, we got to half term. No idea. Ah, oh. what would be your report for the team manager? Oh me, as in like if we got to half time with the game, what would be my thing? Or I, I don't understand, Chewy. Tell us what what's what. Um, Stephen, do you want to speak a minute? Because I need to get a drink. My voice is dying. Yeah, uh, uh, Australia just hit the post for anybody that's remotely interested. Um, and the comment on just joined thoughts on PNE first game back after the international break. I actually think it's probably one of the worst fixtures we could have. They've they've been quite good. They lost their last game against Ipswich, which. Um, obviously, they're looking. They're going to look to bounce back um, and and try and capitalise again on their start of the season. We've also got a couple more injuries with Nisbet and Watmore uh, looking likely to be out of the game. So our front line is going to be completely different from what it was against Hull. So um, I think Preston will be a tough game. I, I, I don't. I'm not hugely into going into with a week before the game asking to. Um, 
play for a draw and I don't want us to play for a draw. But I think Rauer, with his limited attacking options, by the sounds of it, I can't see him doing anything else. I think you're probably right. I think he'll probably be... Um, we'll do it. So, yeah, Lions TV's got to agree, mate. Yeah, I think he will. If we if we use peer pressure, um, he might agree. If um, if we get everything, so yeah. So Paul, there. Sorry about that, lads. What is your international break report? Eleven games on for the team and the manager. Um, I would say, Paul, that if it was a school report, it would be must do better. I think we've shown glimpses in games that we're actually capable of playing a little bit of football. I'm not saying we're going to play like prime Barcelona, but we've we've looked okay in, in certain games, but we've also looked an absolute shambles in, in other games and in other halves of football. So um, Rauer is probably on... Um, he's probably on around about a five, um, five out of ten um at the moment i think the plymouth result has really really lifted up lifted the pressure off of him i know there's still a lot on him but i think that really could have turned sour but i think must do better um and need to find a way of being able to embrace our second half performance against hull but try and find a way of playing like that for longer in games and perhaps be a little bit braver away from home Mike says, expect us to lose. Well, it, this is the thing, isn't it? You you can't, there isn't an awful lot that really gets you out of your seat to think that we can go there and get a result. Uh, the second, again, the second half at Hull was, was promising, but that was at home. We were also chasing the game. We were also trying to, you know, get a win in front of our home fans. Uh, I just think it's going to be a tough fixture. As I said, I don't know if you heard me, Mickey, when you, went to get a drink, but I think it's one of the worst fixtures we could have had. They've had a good start to the season. They lost their last game off the international break. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be a, a, a difficult one. So, yeah. Has anyone got any questions um, that you want to raise? Because we seem to be going off topic massively all over the place today. So, um, if you've got a question put it in um, and and do it, or even just post a question to test Dazza, but I think Gaza's gone now, but yeah, um, and see what's what, so yeah. It's always um, tricky with these with these international braids, because there isn't an awful lot you can get, you can get I'll with tell you what, Actually, <clears throat> ask them, because they can, we're going to post something called social, hopefully you'll follow us on Twitter if you don't follow us, but we are doing a show um regarding and we've got some sheets coming out soon but um and you'll be able to add extra ones if they're not on there but we are looking at the was it the most underrated and the most overrated players no 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 underrated and undervalued so we've i say we've um the podcast boys have compiled a list of no 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 you've you've (laughs) well yeah i mean i did most of them but we've done um We've done, uh, we've put out a list of players probably over the last 30 years, um, maybe a bit longer, 30, sort of 35 years of players that have been undervalued, underrated. <laughs> I didn't realise you were that close to him, Chris. Chris, you're the, you're the man, you're the, um, you're the agent here, yeah? 
If it don't, if it don't come off, it's down to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that did throw me a bit as well. Under underrated, undervalued players over the last thirty years. We're going to look to put eleven together, debate it, discuss it, uh, have a couple of honourable mentions. Can't be former player of the season winners. Um, you know, we're not looking for, and we're not. You know, Tim Kale is obviously not undervalued, underrated um, players like that. So uh, that's something that we're um, we'll be looking at again. I think Mickey's working on some Google Docs to to get some voting going. So have a look out for those. It will help us when we get to make our our decision. No, I've got, I've got no issue. Um, I've got no issue with him born free. Uh, no issue at all. Uh, he blocked me across loads of things. Um, and then there was obviously all the thing over the charity and maybe um, I think the lawyer, what was with Roy, uh, I was friends with, um, whether or not that's got anything to do with it. But no, he sees me in the car park, he talks to me. Um, and he say hello to me and all that. And I say hello to him and have a chat and, you know, ask how his family is, are you all right, all of that. I've got no issue. Um, the banter and stuff on here is just banter. You know, at the end of the day, we're all there to do, provide a service and everything else. They take the piss out of us, um, you know, on his main account and also his other hidden account. He um, he gives a grief. Um, he's had a pop at Omar before and that, but there's no issue. I mean, I don't give a shit. Um, to be fair, mate, we're all there to do what we do and every one of us will do whatever we do differently to anyone else. Um, and that's it. But oh, I've got no issue. I've not got any of his accounts um, blocked across any of our social media, but I'm blocked on personal accounts and pod accounts across everything um, for some unknown reason. I've got no idea why block me, why why I can't see any of his content. I've got no idea, but we are blocked, including TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, the, the lot. But yeah, he's um, the only ones he hasn't blocked me on is his. Um, is secret Twitter accounts that um, we're not blocked on them. So, yeah, don't know why. But, yeah, I've got no issue with him at all. I just think that we are probably two of the larger accounts or most well-known accounts to a degree or sort of, and we're sort of similar viewer base. Uh, and I think that it would bring both of us together for a good cause and we'd have a laugh and a joke on a day and there'd be good banter. And also we would both promote the shit out of it and hopefully <clears throat> raise a hell of a lot of money to two charities what are very close to Millwall's uh, yeah. heart and Millwall fans' hearts. Um, you know, Demelza basically looks after kids what are terminally ill and dying, um, a kids' hospice, which is great. <coughs> and Lions Food Hub is Millwall's official um, food hub, providing food for people who are on our time. So, um I think it would provide a, a, a great a great afternoon or a great day um, for banter, and um, and also yeah, we can we can promote the shit out of it from both of us. So I think it I think be a good game. the other thing on that, just on that comment there as well. I don't know where that fella's from. Um, he said obviously he doesn't get. I think it, what was it the comment he, he can't get to the den in fills in. Yeah, that keep that can't get to the then feel involved. That to me, um, this is obviously more personal to me, but that to me is one of the probably more rewarding things about doing this and why we do it. Because 
you know, I go, I'm lucky enough. I go to a lot of games, so I get to see the team and follow them up and down the country. But there's a lot of people that can't do that. So it's nice to be able to interact with people that do perhaps aren't able to go to games or are relocated and, and stuff like that. And I agree. All the content is watch who you like, support who you like. We, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. We don't do it for, for, for anything like that. We do it because we enjoy doing it. So um yeah i think it's great that we have followers and and people that listen to us that aren't always able to get to games because you know as they you know we try to look out for each other think, whether it be i think the first thing is is that us nick dan um tt uh Millwall tube sorry i don't know your name who does i think it's YouTube. it's um dev i think his name's is dev. Dev, dev i think it is dev um, yeah. and the same as the daily Millwall. i don't know his name either uh, no one likes us talking. Um, all the guys. It takes a lot of effort, bollocks, um, to sit there and do this, to talk to nothing for two hours or an hour, 20 minutes, whatever you do, and post it out, you know, and do everything behind the scenes and everything else, what goes with it, so that you've got it as a podcast, you've got it this. Like tonight, we do this, we do a podcast. We then download this and I load it up as a podcast to go out tomorrow morning so that people who don't watch a show can listen to it. Dan does all the editing. He's better on the editing side than what we are. You know, he does a lot of the editing side of it and stuff like that. And he's done lots of different videos over the time. It all takes time and effort. So I don't think anyone needs to be, you know, slated. What we do is banter, to be fair. Um, but it all takes something, you know, it will take so many hours like tonight. It's two hours away from the family doing this. And then by the time you finish, it'll probably be about another hour and a half by the time you get it all sorted and get out. So I just take my hats off to everyone who does it, who's who's providing people who aren't in the UK and those who are in the UK with content to Millwall. And we are all different. And it's good that we don't seem to copy each other. So um, oh, Just to know, interrupt there, sense. England England have won. They've won 1-0. Way in a pointless <laughs> game. So, yeah. Who remembers when we lost 6-0 to Rotherham at home my first game as a Millwall supporter. Well, that wasn't that long ago, was it? Uh, was it 6-0 or 6-1 on the opening day? That in the, I think it was early 2000s. Darren Byfield, I think, scored three or four for them that day. Do you think we will change our formation moving forward or is it Rowett just being stubborn? Um, I think it will be, be stubborn. I also so, think it's down to if we get any more injuries. The injuries are bloody... If, it's it's dictating. Um... You fucking changed quick, didn't you, ball free? <laughs> One minute he was like, "What's the matter?" With me? There ain't no matter. But now it's like, grow the fuck up and accept the challenge. Oh dear, I should be a politician. <laughs> so um, yeah, where are we? Uh, he'd never accept. He'd never accept it if he if he blocked you and everything, mate. AKA Lions TV. Um, Paul Moody. <clears throat> Yeah, I have. I do have Paul Moody's number, but I do not have Danny Mac's number. But I do have mm. Paul Moody's number. So yeah, um, yeah. I think food hubs are important, especially for OEP. Saw an old lady smiling and very happy, getting a few carrots and onions from the church. You see, this is the thing what's got me, and it's and it's it's a little bit of a change. There is a lot of. I know what she does is great, and she gets you know people to buy stuff from Tesco, Sainsbury's, and all that. But there's a load of our fans who are wholesale veg people or wholesale this, wholesale that, where they do. And if you could tap into a lot of those people, 
you're not giving the supermarkets bundles of money. You're giving the people who are making the stuff because, you know, there's probably a wholesaler that could quite happily lose a couple of boxes of, you know, a couple of boxes of potatoes and a couple of boxes of carrots or something and give them into the food hub. Do you know what I mean? So it's, um, you know, there are a lot. Our fan base is unbelievable. Um, and I remember that from when I was found on board when we were looking at different things like business thing and all that. And with AMS, when we did AMS, the amount of expert help what come in. And believe it or not, in February, it's 10 years since I started AMS. Fucking 10 years. Unbelievable. But I reckon there's loads of people what you know work within the trade or whatever what could you know do things if people tapped into them, but you know they don't. There we go. We're off on a tangent again. Um, I'm personally extremely thankful. No worries at all, fella. Whereabouts are you? Whereabouts are you? Born free, die free. Um, whereabouts in the world are you based? Uh, really insightful and brilliant response from you lads. Did you like our England commentary? I'm glad you like that. Mm. Tune in on the on the next game. We're doing another lot. They're playing Sunday in there as well. Uh, I think it's. I think it's quite days after that. It might be Tuesday. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe we should just do a live England for the fun of it, mm. should we? No, I think we'd be shit at it. But yeah. <laughs> um, I still think if we looked at the team sheet and all agreed, it was the bollocks. The Gary Rowett effect would come into play, and then the second half would save him. Yeah. 2002, Denzel on strike. There we go. Yeah. See, Gaza knows his shit. And then, you know, Mr. Nate 19 come in there <laughs> at the same time. Um, yes, Bryfield got four. Oh, yeah, 2005, Denzel threw it in the net. <laughs> and anyone you would like to see come into the squad during the January transfer window? I've got a bit I'm of a road controversial. one. I've got, got a, a bit controversial of a... one. I've got a wrote really. On, I would be very, very much interested to see how much the buyback clause for Isaac Alafi is, um, because he is on fire at the moment for Stockport. He scored. Yeah, it is in League Two. I understand that, but he's putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine it would be that much of a fee that we would have. I know I would obviously they're going to have to they'll make some money out of it but if we've got first reviews of which it sounds like we have and the buyback clause if mm. he keeps scoring goals between now and and christmas i'd really be tempted to have a look at him yeah 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 maybe um yeah it's we've got about 15 minutes left before we end right get in the comments your worst Millwall goalkeeping mistake ever i'd probably go with david martin when we were playing Brighton, if you no, hadn't fucking got, thrown it in the one. back of the net. Um, I, I'd say the best <laughs> Millwall keeper one was Jordan Archer with the header. That must have stung. Not just the header, but the fact that he fell quite a distance back onto the floor with with no protection. That must have, that must have hurt. I am going to give the best and worst both to Jordan Archer. Okay. The best I'm going to give is his save at Wembley when I think it was Clark ran through on goal for um, Bradford and looked all the money in the world he was going to put them 1-0 up and that was a fantastic save. It really, really was. Um, the worst moment for um, for Jordan Archer, and I'm sure 
if Paul uh, Lewin is still in the chat, he goes to a lot of games. He would have been at this game. Sunderland away, the first year we got promoted up to the championship, when one of their fellas pretty much scored from the corner flag because Jordan Archer flapped it into his own net. It was what you travel 600 miles up to the other end of the country for that. And I think he was also at fault for their first goal, but it's one of the worst piece of keeping I've ever seen. Okay. Um, with me. Yeah, but you right. Let's let's be honest, right? Let's be honest. Jamie Vardy scored goals in the conference, League One, League Two, the championship, this, that, and the other. I I, I players come from lower leagues and, and build their way back up. So George Martin, it looked a bit suspicious, or George Long against Blackburn. Yeah, two of them, yeah. Danzel against there was on strike. Uh both with Chris Brown, I was at Sunderland game. It was, it was I, a shit To be fair, to be fair, to as well in that game, their goalkeeper had an absolute. St- George Savile scored a free kick, and it was the probably the worst hit free kick I've ever seen. And th- th- so I think it was just a day for it. But yeah, I'm unreal, unreal. Right, we are um, going to be finishing. We're back Sunday, so there's no point really asking for the Preston score now. Um, but I'll tell you what, 11 games or 12 games in, aren't we, for the season? Uh, is it 11 games or is it 12? So mm. 11 minutes. I think it's 11 games. Give us your rating so far this season. So of the season so far, I want a rating out of out of 10, as if you're doing a score report. <coughs> We've got five minutes left. So yeah, It is 11 on. games. It is 11, 11 games. games. Yeah. So 11 games in. Give us your rating out of 10 for the start to the season. Uh, and hopefully I've got a show this this week with um, some other championship sites. So, yeah, we've got five minutes left and then we're going. And, and just to make Jabrowski a bit happy, give us our um, England prediction for next week as well, then maybe if you want to put it in. Who, but, yeah. who, I, don't, I don't even know who England are supposed to be playing next week I think it's a qualifier next week though isn't it yeah South Downs oh, okay it's not geographical oh Italy it, England are playing Italy next week keeps me away Derek Posse from just inside the centre circle when I was six hmm. Brian Horn save against Bournemouth I've got that on video uh, England score predictions uh, and the one against Everton the cup was pretty bad yep ratings them for the season so far six Five, 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 mid-table, four, start to season equals four, six out of ten, could do better. That sounds like my score report. Five out of ten, five, uh, I'll give it a three, mate. I want playoffs, so do I, and I think we'll get there. Um when the fuck is Honeyman back? Don't know, but if you find out, let us know for Sunday. He has been on the bench. He was on the bench. Seven and a half. Exactly where I thought we would be. Just surprised with the results against some teams. Wow, Josh, I, I think you're fairly young and I think you've probably <laughs> you've got plenty, plenty of years of um of pain to come, mate. Trust me. Um four. Six 
Uh, I'd rather go after Keith for more. I really do think he would keep us up. Yep. I'd love uh, to get Keith for more. We won't leave around 15th to 11th on the table if we stay like this. Home two, away eight. Jordan Archer away at Sunderland was horrific twice. Mm. Uh, Stephen, we're pretty much there, mate. What, what Anything you want to say? Uh we were going to have a question, but I'm assuming we'll save that for Twitter to win the win. The, yeah, we do one on um, Twitter. We do one on we'll Twitter. Over something. We do one on Twitter over the weekend, and we do one on um, on Sunday show. Um, and the only other thing from me, uh, really, it's not even just for us. If you can like and subscribe us, that's great. But uh, the guys on Twitter, the History Files, and uh, the Daily Millwall, if we can get them some more followers as well, that would be subscribe would be great. And subscribe, yeah, subscribers on YouTube, followers on on X. Um, that would be that would be great. Archer away, bro. We saw us missed the playoff. That was just as bad. Yeah, yeah, that was shocking. That that really was shocking. That as well. We played that game against Middlesbrough. The if I'm right, we played them the weekend of the end of season awards, which I went to that year, and we drove back after that. And it was so it was so depressing. It really was so depressing. I hate you, Chris. Yeah, years of pain, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm only 27. Look at the state of me. Um, and I thought I looked too right for 48. So yeah. Uh, how boring is international break? Yeah, we're we're living up. So we do a quiz on Sunday night, Chris Stephen. Do you know what? Funny enough, on that, I'm actually hosting a charity quiz tomorrow night. Okay. So um, I could just do it again on Sunday if you want. Is it Millwall questions or no? No, it's <laughs> no. It's a it's a normal normal All quiz. Right. All right, you got two minutes. Would you like a quiz on Sunday night? Yes or no? In the comments quickly as I'm reading through. Uh, Daily Millwall. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd lose against Stoke. We won. Thought we would beat Bristol. We lost. Just how it's going all the season, I feel like. Yeah, every season for us, mate. Um, Josh, 7.5, you must be smoking. Um, where are we? Yes. Um, seven new followers. Uh, I'll give you a thing in a minute, mate. I'm 29. Where are we? Hang on. There we go. Cheers, lads. Uh, sorry, I tried to behave. No, you didn't. Um, I'm 29 and I'm getting a... Iniesta hairline. <laughs> from being a Millwall fan. That's great. That's quote, that's that's quote of the night, that is. That's quote yeah. of the night. That's quality. Um, how many questions you got then, Stephen? Uh, I've got eight rounds. Well, seven rounds with ten questions and I've got a music round. So, Okay, the music round could be interesting. Um, because of YouTube getting us struck off, but all right, I'll look. I can, I'll I can sack that off. I can sack the music one off. We look fine. at we look at something to be able to make it interactive, so it don't go in the comments, so that then you can't cheat. Uh, what year did um, Mickey and Stephen thingy? Uh, I moved up to London in the middle to late nineties, so um, yeah, um, my my time was. Um, from them, really. I knew them all were because my mate's dad used to support them, but that's when I started going to games. Uh, my yes. first game was in 1994. We beat Wolves 1-0 at the Den. Mm. I was three years old. So. Man City, I think my first game was. Um, can't remember. But, yeah. Okay. 
quiz it is then. On Sunday night, we will do a quiz. Nine o'clock uh, is um, is the quiz. We will keep. The what, music I'll do, what I'll do, what I'll do, I will. No, no, no. I, I can take the music out and put in a Millwall round. Yeah, we and I'll that, come up. Yeah. I'll come up with a Millwall round for Sunday. I'll get ten questions. I'll, I'll think of something. Okay. Um, yeah, Gazzy, you know our email or whatever, mate. If you um, if you want to do ten Millwall questions, maybe uh, or um, or Darren. Um, send them over with the answers and we will include them in. We'll see if we can do a mix of general knowledge and uh, and we will. That is it. We will be back on Sunday night, nine o'clock. Uh, that is it from us. Uh, sorry for the beginning of the show, um, but we will make sure we start on time and correct um, next week. Um, I'll end with this. F Troop are the real nutters. And I'm not going away, but some dirty northern punts to spit all over me. If he spits over me, I'll put a fucking pint glass in his head. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.